1: Good morning and praise the Lord everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Jr. and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. Welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV, Channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KB TV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 230 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station channel 1519 charter cable in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God, Christi Telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the Temple of Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Cali for 98 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late Chief Pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, in the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Love is the theme of this musical program, starting with a song by the church choir, who will sing, O oh Love, led by choir director Emilia Hahn. They are accompanied by Edith Masuka on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. Love is of God, and God is love. It is because of the Lord's love for us that we are saved from sin. We need His love and a clean heart to help us steadfast in our walk with the Lord. It is because of His love that we have a promise of eternal life. Join in and sing along with our choir members, following the words on your television screen. The church band will bring forth their first musical number entitled, Oh Love That Will Not Let Me Go, featuring Sally Spotcalf on the flute and Seneca Rose Hahn on the cello. They are led by yours truly. Sherilyn Abing, who is our soloist today. She will sing the heartwarming song entitled, Oh, How I Love Jesus. Sherilyn is accompanied by myself on the piano, trustee associate pastor, senior the guitar, and associate pastor Marvin Abing on the bass. How wonderful it is to declare our love for the Lord, whether in word, song, or deed. When we place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and accept Him as our Lord and Savior, He puts the love and joy in our hearts. And now here's the church choir singing their second number for today entitled Jesus, I Love You. Please join in again and sing along with our members, following the words on your television screen. Next is the church orchestra, who will play a rendition of It's Just Like His Great Love. They are accompanied by members of the flute and string sections of the church band. is the wit by Susie pastor timothy and emilia hahn they will sing the song love lifted me accompanied by mason asano singing the guitar iris Locke on the drums this song is dedicated to mrs eleanor ayah omulakai may the joy and love of the lord lift up your heart and mind and give you much comfort and happiness and always have a wonderful and blessed day
0: I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peace for sure. Very deeply stained with sin.
2: I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on channel 1519 charter cable in Los Angeles, From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you would like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our scheduled gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Casanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai. By Pastor Walter Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K.Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Hawaii, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui branch church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month.
1: The Lord instructs us, Be ready when He think not the Son of Man cometh. Are you prepared? Are you ready to meet him? My sermon entitled, Create in Me a New Heart, is meant to incite and move you, the congregation of this television ministry, to appropriately prepare yourselves for his second coming. Though the day and time of this significant event remains yet unknown, have your Bible ready in hand as you proceed into the sermon and the reading of God's word. There are countless people who say they believe in heaven, but that is not easy to get there. They say one must do penance, perform certain works, and go through certain ceremonies to reach that unattainable destination. Yet the plain truth of the Bible is that Jesus is the only way to heaven. For he tells us in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Is our salvation obtained by works or by grace through faith? If we could be saved by our own works, there would have been no need for Jesus to take the long journey from heaven to earth and to die on the cross of Calvary. The Bible reveals that salvation comes through the grace of God, as we read in Ephesians 2, 8-9. For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We inherit heaven when we accept Jesus as our personal Savior, Master, and Lord. Jesus disclosed there were countless mansions in his Father's house, that he was going there to prepare a place for us, and that he would come again and take us to those mansions. Paul mentioned that his desire was to depart and be with Christ, for where Christ is there, heaven is. He further reasoned that to be absent from the body was to be present with the Lord, and thus he uttered, For me to die is gain. God has ready a city for those who are not ashamed of him. Today the world is chaotically upside down. Good men refer, and bad men prosper. But I don't you worry. God is going to straighten things out. Heaven is for the saved, just as hell is for the devil and the damned. God has placed within us the yearning for something far better than what this world offers. He never created a fish with fins to swim until he had made an ocean in which it could swim. He did not produce a bird with wings to fly until he created the air, which is so necessary in its flight. The Bible commands us to give our hearts to God. Thus give him the gift he wants most: your heart. The seed of affection is in the heart. Therefore, the term heart has come to mean the affections of man when Jesus was asked by the scribes, which is the first commandment of all? We find that in Mark 12, 29 to 30, Jesus answered the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. A clean heart is a heart from sin set free. As an illustration, we can consider the time when the rich man went down into hell and saw Lazarus in Abraham's bosom. We read Luke 16, 22-23. And it came to pass that the beggar Lazarus died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. TV viewers, I sincerely hope that you have a good, clean heart because it is the only thing keeping you out of hell right now. Just imagine, you're only a heartbeat from hell. If you persist in your sins and have never been born again, of water and of the Spirit, and should you die amidst such circumstances, then the very moment your heart stops beating, your soul will be in hell. What a way to go. In the 24th to the 26th verses, we read, The rich man cried in hell and said, Father, Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in the flame. Yes, hell is a hot place, a place which people talk about, but no place where nobody wants to go. But Abraham said, son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receives thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all of this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that the wood which would come would pass from hence to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. It matters not how refined, rich, morally, upstanding, or religious you may be. It matters not how wicked and ungodly you may be. We read in Romans three twenty-three: for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If hope were in this life only, we would all be men most miserable. There is something to hope for beyond this life. This world, this world is not our home. Read Romans 8, 24 to 25, For by we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. And that is what faith is all about, putting one's trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us there is none righteous, no, not one. And there are many who are just one heartbeat away from hell. If this is true of you, the most important thing in your life that you must do without further delay is to be saved or born again. As stated in John 3:5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of the water is to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2:38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the only Bible evidence of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost is speaking in an unknown tongue or language. Acts 2.4 informs us, and they, that is 120, were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Did not Jesus say in Mark 16, 17, they shall speak with new tongues? And that new tongues was manifested on the day of Pentecost. Just think, We find two wonderful promises in Acts 2.38, the remission of sins. God removes your sins as far as the east is from the west and remembers them no more. When God forgives, he forgets. And the gift of the Holy Spirit, all of which can lead you to eternal life. So, we see that the chief seed of religion rests in the heart, not in the mind. Paul tells us in Romans 10.10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And the divine command in the ninth verse declares that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And what is that saving name? In Acts 4.12 it declares, Neither is salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is no name under heaven comparable to the name Jesus. Therefore, in order to be saved, one must believe from the heart, not the mind. Since it is more vital that a man possess a good affection rather than a good intellect. If this were not so, there would be little hope for the salvation of souls. Your eternal destiny depends on your acceptance or rejection of the Son of God. Reading 1 John 5, 12, he that, he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. You are only one heartbeat from hell. Therefore, do not depend on the false security of your own morality, or on your own good works, or even upon your church. Right now, the salvation of your soul is of the utmost urgency. Time has run out, there is no time to lose. It is later than you think. A clean heart is scriptural. We need find and reread in Psalms 5110. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Prayer for a clean heart is therefore scriptural. Paul wrote that God's love has four dimensions, breadth, length, depth, and height as you read in Ephesians 3, 18 to 19, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge that he might be filled with all the fullness of God. For it is with the heart and through the love of God that man believeth unto righteousness. Listen to Proverbs four twenty three, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The importance of the heart is stressed throughout the, the word of God. It is from the heart that the mouth speaks. A child of God is able to keep his heart with all diligence because the Holy Spirit lives within him. As you read in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20, What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price, Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, who were bought with a price by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Reading First Peter 1, to 19, for as much as ye know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. If there is evil in the heart, it will issue from therein and affect or modify life. If our hearts are wrong, it will be very difficult to maintain upright lives. Hence, it is essential to keep our hearts free from all evil affections, for to do so makes it easy to submit to the will of God. The greatest significance for obtaining a clean heart exists in the fact that one cannot enter heaven without it. Heaven is quarantined against sin. Only holy people will ever enter heaven. Someone said morality will keep us out of jail, but it will take holiness to keep us out of hell. Yes, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Jesus tells us in Matthew 5, 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And the sight of God is promised to no one else. The wicked will see Jesus as an offended judge, but the pure in heart will see him with pure delight. There are many people who believe it is impossible to have a clean heart. They contend the entire imagination of the heart, including purpose and desires, is evil continually. The prophet Jeremiah tells us in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Yes, who can know it but the Lord only? For he searches the heart. Many can see how God can bestow a pure heart within some of their goodness shines through, but they realize too that this same heart, pureness of heart is absent from within themselves. However, there is nothing impossible with God. He can cleanse any heart and make it pure and clean. No sincere soul ever prayed, O oh Lord, make my heart almost clean. The term almost right is still not right, for wrong is still encompassed within that term. A true born-again believer wants to be nothing but absolutely and totally right. In 1 John 3, 3, it states, And every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. In Mark 7, 23 we find that Jesus said, For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, deceitlessness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Thus, we are familiarized with the three forms in which sin appears. One, in the human nature, out of the heart. Two, in the human mind, evil thoughts. And three, in human action, adulteries, fornications, murders, and so forth. There are several reasons for all to seek a clean heart. One, we seek a clean heart to glorify God. It is for the glory of God that those who are saved should be like Him. Those who wallow in sin glorify Satan, hence it is not for the glory of God to have sin in his children, because God is not the author of sin. Two, we ought to seek a clean heart in order to increase our usefulness in the service of the King. It is the indwelling place of the Holy Spirit to give special anointing for service to God and cause a real love for souls. Thirdly, we ought to seek a clean heart, because to do so results in great power in prayer. Four, we need to seek a clean heart most earnestly because without it, we cannot enter heaven. And five, we need a clean heart because it is the best safeguard against backsliding. As we read in Hebrews 3, 12 to 13, Take heed, brethren, lest there be an evil, in any of you, an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Thus we see the children of Israel, who exited Egypt, could not enter the Canaan rest because of unbelief. Today, you can enter that rest by believing and accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You may be of the opinion that World War II was the greatest sin and Hitler was the greatest sinner, but that is not true. Others speculate that the release of the atomic bomb on Hiroshima was the greatest sin, but that cannot be true. Some may say that murder is the greatest sin, While well, others think the sins of adultery, fornication, drunkenness, robbery, and so forth are the worst. These are grave sins, granted, but there is one sin even greater. One sin that will condemn the soul to hell for eternity. Do you know that this greatest sin is one of the most common in the world today? Can you believe that many of our friends are committing this very sin and are not aware of it? Let's see what God considers to be the greatest sin in the world today. Reading John 16, 8 through 9, And when he has come that is the Holy Spirit, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin, because they believe not on me. These verses reveal that God is informing men and women of the greatest sin now in existence, which is not believing upon Jesus Christ. John 6:37 declares, All that the Father gives to me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. The Lord loves the sinner, but not the sin that is in the sinner. Repent and believe. Rely upon the promises of God, who will impart eternal life and who delivers from hell all those who repent and receive his Son as Savior and Lord. Today, you can be one heartbeat from heaven instead of one heartbeat to hell. God has already done his part. He has provided the way of salvation for whosoever will come unto him. It is written in Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This gracious invitation of our Lord Jesus reaches out beyond Israel to the needy and sin burden in every nation. God is no respecter of persons. In every nation, he that worketh righteousness and feareth God is accepted with him. Yes, lay aside every weight and the sins that easily beset you and run with patience the race that is set before you. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith and mine. Soon we are going to celebrate Valentine's Day. Have you ever envied someone who received more valentines than you did? Or have you ever felt sorry for an individual who received but one love valentine? Valentine's Day is a wonderful day indeed, since it is a day when love is shared and expressed to others through the giving as well as receiving of valentines. However, there is something more gratifying and endearing than receiving a valentine from a friend. It is to know that the heart of Jesus Christ is loving and spacious enough to include everyone, even you. Jesus emerged from the heart of God. He is a Valentine we need not brood about. We can be rest assured and content in the knowledge that Jesus loves us. We know that He loves all mankind. Reading John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Unfortunately, however, He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. He wept for them because He sorrowed for them. On another occasion, when his disciples were apprehensive, he comforted them. It occurred during the last talk in the upper room, reading John 14:1, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. The most significant act of deed that Jesus rendered to show his boundless and genuine love for mankind was to die for us, so that our sins could be forgiven. We deserve to be chastised because our hearts are sinful, but Jesus made it possible for our hearts to be made clean He took our sins upon himself when he died on the cross of Calvary. From the Bible, we discover the term heart actually means the whole self. As a result, we often say a phrase which has become a rather popular declaration today. I love you with all my heart. The heart thinks, feels, loves, and acts. Your heart is you. In the Bible, when God commands, give me your heart, he is saying, give me yourself, your love and your devotion. Man looks upon the outward appearance. But the Lord is able to penetrate this exterior and look upon the heart. As we read in 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For the man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Several years ago, a heart transplant was performed on a human being. Today, it is a common thing. Many look upon this as a miracle miracle. However, a far greater miracle has taken place not once, but many times over. It is that spiritual miracle which takes place every time God concludes a successful heart transplant and saves a person who might have perished spiritually. This operation is found in Ezekiel 36, 26. A new heart also will I give you, a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you in the heart of flesh. A stony heart cannot save you, for it takes an understanding, believing, and willing heart to be converted. Early in history, the heart came to signify the seat of man's emotions, affections, desires, and actions. The heart of man is synonymous with the soul. We are living in a day when a person of brains is considered more important than a person with heart. This is one of the reasons the world is in such a chaotic predicament and definitely untowards God. Read Luke twenty-one twenty-six verses 34 and 32, 36. Men's hearts feeling them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken and take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that they come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth, watch ye therefore, and pray always, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. Therefore we should take heed to the warnings of our Savior Jesus Christ. God's Word, the Bible, places supreme importance on a person's heart, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. To have a clean and transplanted heart is scriptural. The likes and dislikes of mankind through the heart rules the world. Without question, the greatest heart transplant occurs on every occasion when a person is born again of water and of the spirit. For certainly then, each soul is respectively transplanted from death unto life everlasting. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review the Selecats' presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next Ass, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., expressing my sincere appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. And all the church band will conclude today's Selecats with a song entitled, Let him in.